Welcome to another episode of Monday Funday Podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed Al-Qadri. And if you could speak Arabic, Ahmed Al-Qadri. Today, you guys, I have a great friend, comedian, colleague, uh, podcaster, fellow TikToker, just all the hyphens. Guys, please welcome Tim Murray. Hey! Dude, thanks for coming, man. Thanks so much for having me. It's so good to see you. I freaking love you. I love you too, man. Good to see you. We Well, let's first, we got to first tell the audience how we know each other. Uh, man. Well, we I, met at an open mic. We met at an open mic. This is when I first moved to LA. You're one of the first few people I met. Uh, September of 2018 uh, or October of 2018, I used to go to that old open mic. What was it called? I don't remember. It's one Eric, Eric Lewis Baker and Michael... They used to run that mic. It was something on Melrose. It was in the. It was basically like in the back. So those of you who don't know about open mics, they're truly just like comedians can go and practice their material in front of other comedians who are on their phones, not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> it's super fun. Great for your self esteem. But we had a good crew of like people who would go and like support each other and help each other write jokes. And it was really fun, but this place was in like the back of a coffee shop with not an actual stage or an actual microphone. They brought like a little boom box with them and they would speak into it. And it was like, the whole thing was like next to the highway where you could like hear cars driving by. <laughs> it was on Melrose. Yeah. So, which is the busiest, one of the busiest streets in LA. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I used to see you there. And then that's when I met Eric. Uh, we became friends and we found out we were neighbors. And then he and I, in early 2019, we started a mic at Acme Comedy Theater in North Hollywood which has then since closed, RIP, RIP. May she rest. But it was it was an awesome open mic. It was called Just Another Mic. It was so fun. Honestly, it was like a big part of my happiness and creativity for like a while. Just Thank going, you. Yeah, going there because you guys were really good energy and there was a good group of like, yeah, like you said, like meeting strangers, fun people trying to be creative and make stuff together. And I would like to toot my own horn of this for me and Eric was uh, lots of female comedians would come and they said on the female comics page, it was number one friendliest to female open micers Ooh, or that's female great. comics. Yeah. So that's like great. they go like male dominant, whatever, like there's certain open mics that female comics are uncomfortable in. But it was like big in our, in the scene or on that Facebook group where it's like, oh no, Eric and Ahmed's open mic is perfect for female newcomers and blah, 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 blah. That's really nice. And I did always, that vibe was always there. I, I feel like you guys had a good crew of, a good mix of female comedians, gay, I'm gay, like gay yeah. comedians, people of color. Like it was just like a cool. And rappers. <laughs> Was there a rapper there? And singers. We had a, we had like a there's like a folk singer. Yeah, that. we had a folk singer. We had no, we had rappers too. They I don't come. think I was ever there for a rapper, but oh, I wish I was. There's this one guy. He was. Uh, he used to come up and he'd be like, "Hey, what's good, y'all? I'm not a comedian, but I fuck with y'all. Ready? Hit it!" And he has the he had the tech. Wait, to play. I was there for this. I was there for this. I completely. And he off. goes, "Yeah, yeah, I'm on me, yeah." And we all just like got, it was only 13 people on this day. 4 p.m. in the afternoon on a weekday. We're all just like, yeah. It was, yeah, it was always a very, very small group of us, but yeah. that's what made it fun. Yeah, my my life during the pandemic was so different. 2019, do you still think about your life in 2019? Yeah, I, do, I really do. I'm starting to get my life back from 2019, <laughs> finally, yeah. post-pandemic. Like, I, I was touring doing stand-up. Right. And then I didn't do stand-up at all for, like many of us, for like a year and a half or right. more. Oh, my God. It's wild. Um, R.I.P. to 2019 days. R.I.P., baby. Oh, my God. Again, may she rest. <laughs> may she rest. <laughs> oh, I know. May she rest in peace. 
I, yeah, I was I was in business casual too because oh, yeah. I was a I was I used to work at Robert Half. Uh, it, I was like a glorified temp. It was a temp agency, but I was hired under that specific temp agency. And I'd get off work early on Wednesdays, or I'd just sneak out work in business casual, go straight to the open mic and host. But it was like the highlight of my life. Like that's that's what, I was just so happy to just like. I'm pushing through, like I'm getting my rent paid and I'm hitting open mics. Hell yeah, 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 I'm doing it. Okay, we start the podcast with a quote. Because we were just talking about Mark Manson. uh, Ooh, yes. So we'll we'll read a quote from Mark Manson and we'll we'll talk about that. I love Mark Manson. I love this book. He, okay, so for those of you who don't know, Mark Manson, he's the one who wrote Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck and he also wrote uh, Everything is Fuck. And yeah, I just let you borrow it. Please let me know what you think of it. I definitely will. Yeah, this book really, uh, the, everybody, or the subtle art of not giving a fuck really shook me up because it was very, hit me in a time that I really needed to hear it. And there's something in there about entitlement that really, that was like my favorite part of it. It was like, you may not realize you're like living your life feeling entitled to things, but like a lot of us are. Like anytime you have expectations for something that don't, um, come to fruition, you felt entitled to that outcome mm. and it's only going to make you unhappy. Right. You can be optimistic without feeling like Dude, the world owes you something. Quote. And it's it is good to set yourself a reminder to be humble and to just be grateful for Well, also like, what's the best way to... It, it, see, right? It's You just told me this quote and now I'm stumped right now. It's like, okay, well, how do I go about this? Cause it's, it's, like, it's hard. You, because you're taught or you're told to be like, to manifest and to mm-hmm. know you're gonna get it. So when you don't get it, it's like, yeah. It's like the hardest thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, it's, of course that's so hard to figure out. It's like, you, you have to be optimistic, positive, believe that it will happen, but you can't expect for it to happen. You have to believe and hope that it will happen, but you also then have to completely let it go and be like, okay, I'm just gonna try. It's, it's about trying and doing the creative part of it, the work, and then letting go the uh, result. Letting go of the things you can't control. Yeah, Okay, exactly. that's better. Okay, so the quote I just pulled up, and, and the similar way you just were talking about is, the desire for more positive experience is itself a negative experience. And paradoxically, the acceptance of one's negative experience is itself a positive experience. Boom, whoa, crap. What we were talking about before we before we started recording of how like we do content creating and you're always getting that dopamine hit when mm-hmm. you hit when you get that like viral video and which has in itself a positive experience. And the fact that we're constantly going for that could be negative because yeah. we're not we're only focusing on the views, we're not focusing on like creating exactly or doing what what makes us on, do the, on the outcome not the doing of it right exactly like and that we're, quote. we're tying our happiness to the outcome of events exactly and that in itself is a negative experience so that's part one okay and paradoxically i hope i said it right yeah yeah that's right <laughs> yay the, <laughs> the acceptance of one's negative experience is itself a positive experience i started therapy this year Hell yeah. Thank you. I was every week and then uh, I quit my job and then it was tough to financially support it. But your boy just signed up for Medi-Cal and got accepted. Listen, I've been paying taxes in this godforsaken heathen city for so long. I deserve Medi-Cal. That's right. You do. Fuck that, dude. But anyways, but one thing I've been learning from therapy is to 
I mean, I guess, I don't know if it's a man thing or I, honestly, it's a human thing, but like a lot of my negative, negative emotions or trauma, I hide it underground, you know, you bottle it up. Yeah. And one of the things he said is we took those trauma or we took the things and we rose it underground. We acknowledge it and accepted it. And he said, now what? But the fact that, that you acknowledge and accepted this negative feelings in your life or negative emotions that's step one mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that in and itself what he's talking about is a positive experience so that's where i get out of that second part of the Ooh, i love that okay it, it makes me think of I, I teach improv and rehab and mental health centers as my like mm -hmm. survival job right now like and that. i really love it it's really it's been a, a really great gig and what i always say to them is we teach improv for recovery so it's like improv specifically for addicts but you know for anyone struggling with mental health and I think improv can be a really amazing tool for what you're talking about because anxiety is all about worrying about what's going to happen in the future. And depression is all about ruminating on the stuff from your past. Mm. And what this quote is saying, I think, and what improv for recovery teaches is you got to focus on just the present moment. Right. Just right now. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. So trying to focus on having a positive experience mm -hmm. is going to be negative because you're trying to force the outcome. You're trying to force something you cannot control. Right. But if you just let yourself be present in the moment and just listen and connect with the people in this moment, if you just are like, oh, I have an idea. Let me make a TikTok video. That's the joy. If you then just keep refreshing to see how many likes there are on it that's the negative experience correct correct yeah and 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 that in itself is there something that happened to you within the past week or so that you learned about yourself mm, yeah i shot my short film this weekend mm -hmm. and uh i directed it i'm starring in it and i wrote it oh congratulations and guys guys you got it what did you put it out yet no no no. we just shot it this weekend oh, but yeah, it, it'll come it out. out it's gonna like do the festival system probably first Hopefully, and then, then I'll put it When out. you release it, let me know. I want to share it on my profile. Thank you. It's called sure. Everybody's Fave, and it's about uh, being obsessed with getting people to like you and trying to overcome <laughs> overcome like validation which is, addiction. Which is the basis of everyone of in humanity. LA. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> honestly, humanity. Of LA, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I just learned in doing this, in, in being in charge of a set, I was like, oh, right. I just can't think about other people too much or too hard i have mm. to trust that everyone's going to share with me communicate with me what mm. they need not keep things bottled up deep yeah. down inside and i have to just say what i'm thinking mm -hmm. so i think a lot of times i'd be like oh you know i don't want to hurt an actor's feelings so i don't want to say anything that's going to make them get in their heads about their performance or i don't want to make the sound guy i don't want to be rude i don't want people to think that i'm a diva or i'm running a mean set but the truth is like i'm not any of those things so if i just communicate directly with what i'm thinking everything ran smoother and it was a really good practice for me to try to say what i think right right because yeah i and and the fact that you have those intentions i think that's a good that's a good quality to have because when you're communicating that person of what you want you're doing it from a from a self of love mm -hmm. and you're not in a sense of like you're stupid i'm smart this is what you gotta no, do no no which you know essentially there are some i mean that happened to me a lot in accounting since I since I started uh, accounting since I was like 21, 22, to me was it was always a means to an end for me. Yeah. Because in my head I was like I was 18 years old and I wanted to do comedy, but there was no way in hell I could be like, hey, mama, baba, I'm gonna be a comedian. <laughs> so I just googled uh, best degrees to get a job with. Accounting came up. I love that. I was like, all right, I'll just do accounting. Barely got my degree. <laughs>
<laughs> barely got a job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, to me, it was every accounting job I had, it was always a means to an end for me. Yeah. It got to a point where, like, there was some parts in my job where I knew what I was talking about, but it, but my boss would tell me, like, no, it's wrong. Mm. And then I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I was right. There was lots of instances that would happen. But I I just shut my mouth. I was like, whatever. Because I just didn't care. But it was until, like, later in my career, I just spoke up. Yes. And, and I like, think, no, 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 I think I know what I'm talking about. Even though I don't care about this whatsoever. But that's But that's the problem is, like, that. I think that stuff metastasizes like inside you internally, like even you're like, I don't care about accounting, so I'm not gonna make a stink about this. It trains your brain and for all aspects of your life to not speak up for yourself. Even though it was in this mm. scenario where you're like, eh, I don't really right. care enough about this. You still are having somebody say something that isn't true to you or gaslighting you or making you feel like, oh, you're not doing it right. And you really, I think you really do have to practice doing that in all aspects of life. Right. You know, even in this job where you don't really care that much about, you're like, I just got to say like, hey, actually, I got to speak up for myself right now. Right, right. I need to get better at... It's hard. It's really well, because We're it, all working on it. And it can, it kind of bleeds into other aspects of your life. So for one, it's like short film or in accounting, but also like in relationships or in dating mm -hmm. or like what we were talking about, how like one of the worst parts about dating it's like after you're done with a certain person you're just thinking about past arguments you've had or you're fantasizing about arguments like mm -hmm, i should have said mm -hmm. this i should have said that but it's like i should have just been more honest with this person yeah it's not even with date with like with a friend or with anything it's like if i just told them how i felt and just not be afraid yes of what is the outcome. It's like, I guess the best analogy is uh, from boxing. Like when you're throwing your punches, don't be a, you know you're gonna get hit. Right. But just, you need to throw that punch. You need to step up, move in, like get in closer. Cause if you're just gonna be back and pull your punches and just stay around the ring, then you're gonna lose the battle. Right, ooh, that's good. Yeah. And what do they say? Fear is an interesting emotion. Fear is a thousand miles wide and a thousand feet high, but it's paper thin. Meaning like you're so afraid because you, you're looking at it like I can't go this way, I can't go to the side, and I can't go over it. But if you just pop right through it, then you get to the other side. Wow. Because it's, it's I have so, to take this in right now. I'm going to write this in my journal. I don't know who said that quote, but it's it's like a very famous quote. Like Fear is a thousand feet wide, a thousand, thousand feet high. But, but it's, it's paper thin. Wow. You just go through it. But that's but that's the fear. We look at it and we get overwhelmed by how afraid we are because we're like, how am I ever going to do this? But if you just trust yourself to run right at that wall, it's just paper, baby. Wow. That's such a brilliant quote. I Okay. I have another quote about it's more uh, faith rather than fear. Uh, but it's it, honestly, faith and fear can go hand in hand to some point. But uh, I was talking to my friend about making a leap of faith or making the jump about anything he was talking about a scene in indiana jones uh i think i don't know it's the second one or third one i've never seen the series sorry <laughs> wait don't apologize wait wait, wait wait you're you're yeah i'm gay i don't know anything about indiana jones that makes sense that makes... i saw the first one once in college when i was very stoned. That's, oh, that's all again, my knowledge. Wait, of but then again, my gay friend Ryan Opton, he got mad at me. He was like, "Girl, you've never seen Sing Indiana, Indiana Jones." Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like uh, there was like a cliff or something, to, but to get over this bridge, there is no bridge, but you just have to believe that there is a bridge. Oh, and that's, that's how you good. walk through. 
That's so good. it's like you're supposed to just or or the Pixar movie Onward. There was a spell. I've not you, seen that. That's a good movie. I knew too. Girl, you've never seen. You know, Onward. you've never seen. <laughs> Girl, you've never seen Onward. You've never seen Onward. <laughs> yeah, it, that's a it's a it's a really good movie. But they're similar, you know. Maybe they took that scene from Indiana Jones, but because that's faith is about believing without proof or certainty, right? That's another religion. Religion, yeah, yeah, religion. Yeah. God, like, which is you essentially have to believe without proof or certainty. You just have to have faith. Mm-hmm. You have to trust that there's a God or that faith, the universe. George is Michael's or what George Michael's always said. Is that true? From Arrested Development? No, George Michaels, you gotta have faith. faith. Oh, faith, faith, faith. Arrested Development, there's a character in George Michaels. Yeah, they named, he's named after the singer, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I need a. okay, I gotta watch that. Is there anything, like, in, in a moment in your life where you're like, okay, I'm ready to make the jump or I'm ready to make the leap, like, that you want to change in your life? Or right now, where your life is now is okay and you're not trying to make any big changes? Oof, what a good and hard question. <laughs> you get it? Yeah. Yeah, I really want to make the leap to, like, really trust myself, believe in myself enough. Honestly, I'm very inspired by you to just keep going. And uh, another quote from our friend Peter Kim that he oh, says all the time. Peter Kim. So <laughs> Peter Kim is our mutual friend, uh, Eric Lewis Baker, who... His boyfriend, so we talked about earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he blew up recently. Uh, look him up. He just got JFL's new faces. Very funny comic. Very hard worker. Check him out. Super, uh, super funny. He's he's a the voice of cartoon character on an Amazon show. He sold like three TV shows, and he's writing on a TV show. It's like yeah. he's blowing up. But he's before any up. of that happened, he he and I were together, and he said, "Money fro- flows freely and easily to me now." I think that idea just kind of like manifested for him and then things started happening. And I think, yeah, I love my um, day job so much. It's really very fulfilling, but ultimately I want to be a comedian and I I really want to trust myself to just make money doing comedy. Right. I will say it is hard. It is tough, but doing this like change in your life has been one. I think that's kind of why... I had that uh, mental breakdown I was talking about because it's like you're not you're just shifting your life you're shifting everything every aspect of your life like emotionally physically and stuff it is scary but I feel so much stronger out of it and I feel better I, I became better as a comedian too as a performer and all sorts of stuff and that's why I'm pushing so much as a YouTuber and a, pod, a podcaster a content creator a comedian just more branding myself as a comedian i'm not an accountant who does comedy right, it's right, i'm right, a, right. i'm a full-time comedian this is who i am yeah and then firing from all cylinders so it's all going yeah that it's direction. all going yeah it's all going to that direction the money the money will come money especially flows I, I mean easily to me now money flows easily to me now mm. oh, i like that that's amazing that's that's really cool as someone mentioned to me about the big life changes uh, that people do is Ending a relationship, getting into a relationship, quitting a job, starting a new job, and something else I can't really remember. Dying. And dying. <laughs> That's and the dying. fifth one. Yeah, this is what I do in the podcast. I remember what a friend tells me and then I only say half of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm what I'm the new I'm the Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm the Yemeni Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. So, Yemeni fear factor. Here you come. <laughs> What's something new like that you've done in your life, like a new like routine that you've added? Ooh, great question. Mm. I don't look at my phone for the first two hours of the day. 
And I journal, I meditate, I play Wordle. Wordle, <laughs> I play yeah. Wordle. I try to like, and another new cool thing that I've been doing is um, I look at news articles. I take five news, news articles and I try to write five weekend update jokes for, and I, I was reading like a comedy article that was like, how to write comedy and it was like uh just don't judge anything that you write just start your day or whatever just just at some point in your day write five jokes and don't share them with anybody just start to get like your cylinders firing and your brain moving they could be the worst jokes you've ever written you don't ever need to show anyone those jokes you're just trying to warm yourself up right and it really does it has helped my brain start to think more in uh punchline terms do you have that article can you send me that article whenever you can no, it's uh, top secret. Okay, got yeah, it. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Yeah. Good. Okay. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like, we turned off the cameras. What the fuck was that? What is that? What is Man. wrong with you? You think I'm gonna share my knowledge with you? Oh, my bad, bro. My bad. Freaking. Bad, bad, bad. You're the you're the second person uh, on this pod that kept like recommending meditation to me. Do you use Headspace? I just go on YouTube and type in 10 minute meditation. That's what I do. Yeah. Okay, because my, my friend Reem, shout out, uh, she uh, she goes to the den meditation. Ooh, I do think going places is really great. She used to go to that physical location, but now because of COVID, she only does Zoom Online. and streams and stuff. But There's a place in Los Feliz that does meditation and I, ooh, I'm obsessed with it. It changes my whole day when I go. 30 minutes, Yeah. $4.00. Four dollars for thirty minutes. Four dollars for thirty minutes. Feelers? No, <laughs> I'm sure there's one over it's here. Just fa- okay, maybe I'm I can sure, find some. There are meditation centers. This is Los Angeles, Los Angeles baby. Yeah, yeah. There's meditation centers all over these, right. this great Hollywood land. I need someone to hold me accountable for that. Like I, I was on and off with meditation, similar with my yoga, but mm-hmm. now I have a yoga teacher. Shout out to Tony. I should have her on this pod one day, but she comes over every Sunday. And we oh, do, that's awesome. Yeah, and um, I should recommend her. Yeah, she, I love yoga. She, I, she also on. does birth chart readings too. I don't know anything about that stuff. Dude, Nothing. not, okay, not me neither, but because of her, I'm starting, this is so LA. This is the second this time the I'm talking about LA. birth chart readings. Oh Oof. my God. Oof. But I'll be real with you. It's kind of, kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> my religious family right now. <laughs> They're sleeping right now, and they're just like, they're like ooh, ooh, ooh. I feel a weird twitch in my body. <laughs> What's going on? Something bad is happening. Ahmed's talking about his star signs. Like, <laughs> this isn't right. Uh, I don't know a lot about astrology, but every time I tell people my sign, Gemini, they react They react as if I sneezed on them. <laughs> is Gemini bad? I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, apparently we're the, the, we have a dark side and stuff. Oh my god. I'm sorry, but I don't believe any they of that don't, crap. It's astral racism. Honestly. Yeah, truly. <laughs> they, they just say, oh, you're a Gemini? And they get all weird about me? Whatever. But do you know what's good for your you and your body? Green boy. Hey, Tim. Yeah. Did you know you can get no soy, no GMOs, no gluten, vegan protein? That's, I do now. Yeah, that's right. Green Boy is a single ingredient plant-based protein powder. Uh, you can make protein shakes with it. You could bake with it. You could do all sorts of things. It's great for your stomach. It's healthy. Guys, check out Green Boy. Go to greenboy.com and check out today. Also, the owner of this company is the hottest person I've ever seen. Yeah. So <laughs> if, you, if you want to be really hot, I highly recommend. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it is. Yeah. He's very hot. <laughs> Second hottest person I've ever seen. No, 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 no
Tim, um, what is a good piece of advice you were given? To, who told it to you? And where were you in your life when you were given that piece of advice? Ooh, okay. So when I was 24, I had been writing plays and I was putting, I was like nervous but excited to put up the second play that I had ever written, self-produced. Like I had did, did a GoFundMe and had people give me, you know, like That's grassroots, awesome. like $30 at a time or whatever right. to raise like $6,000 to pay the actors and rent the space and everything. And I was like so nervous about it. I was like, oh, are people going to give me the money again? Like, are people going to come? Whatever. My Aunt Mary was uh, like full-blown adult empty nester. She had two kids. They had left the house and went to college. And she was basically like a stay-at-home mom for a lot of her life. And she then went and took a writing class when she was an empty nester. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, in my writing class, I felt like I was probably the least strong writer in the room, but I knew I was the only one in there who was going to publish a book because all of them were afraid to share their writing and I had nothing to lose. And I told myself, I'll just never be afraid. I'm just going to keep going until it happens. And the woman has now published like several travel books. What's her name? Mary Marie Bosrak. And she wrote minute. all these um, put your best foot forward books that are about. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, honestly. That's Mary... really wild. Mary Marie, Mary Marie Bosrock. She's very, very cool. It just helped me not feel so worried about what people will think. I've oh. actually heard of put your best foot forward. That's so funny. I mean, she's wow. really, she's just a very cool chick she's she's a cool lady wow that's a great piece of advice like yeah. i have nothing to lose why not? i have nothing to lose it's like it, it's all about again not worrying about the outcome just thinking like just and fear like just don't be afraid just do it like, and this is a great piece of advice what we're exactly what we were just talking about and essentially just believing yourself not to be afraid mm -hmm. dude that, that quote you just told me a thousand feet wide a thousand feet tall paper thin i'm so grateful of starting this podcast i started this podcast because i I love advices and I love now there's just so many pieces of advices for everybody and like, you know, they're all mushed in together. But, right. Right. But it's just so nice to know a person's advice for their life and how it affected them. Yeah. And it's like there's a there's a nugget of wisdom for each one. Yeah. And I grow with after every episode, I grow as a person. And it's like and it's someone a guest always tells me something I need to hear. And I love you for that, Tim. Thanks, man. I, seriously, seriously. I really appreciate that. Man, um, well, let's wrap up. Is there anything you want to uh, plug in other than your short film? Yes, thank you for asking. You follow me on TikTok and Instagram at tmurray06. And I am touring my hour of stand-up. I'm coming to uh, Nashville, Seattle, Columbus, Ohio, Louisville. Nice. And then I'm going to do my new hour. Booked and busy. Musical comedy cabaret called Tim Murray is with Witches in October, <laughs> where I've written a bunch of original musical comedy songs about pop culture witches. So about like the Wicked Witch and <laughs> the movie The Craft and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And I play a bunch of your favorite witches. And I do think it's the best thing I've ever written and I'm really, really excited about oh, it. Oh, the witch from Banjo-Kazooie as well? Yeah, the witch from Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> is in there, of course. Gotta have that very heterosexual reference. <laughs> <laughs> in my show and that's gonna be in new york chicago la and i'm looking at maybe adding san francisco and san diego oh let me know about the la i would love to come i will to i will it's gonna be the last week of october at dynasty typewriter oh 
Dude, look at you, Tim. Yeah, I'm so proud baby. of you. We, we've come a long way since uh, really Cafe have. on Melrose. We really have a little speaker <laughs> with almost getting hit by cars. Yeah. <laughs> okay, pick your favorite color out of these four and then write your name. Write your name right here because I'll Ooh, put your right. picture right here. Write your name right you here. You ready for my serial killer handwriting that's going to make you lose thousands of followers? Yes, yes. Wait, also, right here? Yeah. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. This was a great episode. And of course you could follow me at Ahmed Loves Bread. I'm selling merch, I sell sweaters. You guys go to AhmedLovesBread.com, buy your hoodies, buy your t-shirts, give me money, uh, and check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed Al-Qadri, and this was your amazing ho- uh, guest for today, Tim Murray. Thank you so much and happy Monday. Thank you.